Welcome back to this edition of the Sunday Fast Break. Andy Olson joined by former Illini and our analyst Trent Meacham. A huge win for the Illini this past week, beating number seven Iowa 80 to 75 at the State Farm Center. And Trent, I mean, I guess we can start first with how big this win is for Illinois. I think the season could have gone in two different directions, kind of a fork in the road game for them. They won, and I'm assuming they're going to have some momentum going now for the rest of the season. It's big. You know, this Iowa has turned into a rivalry. Um, top 10 opponent coming into your gym. And, you know, this team has fallen short against some other good opponents. So first big marquee win for the team, some great individual performances. But what I was most impressed with was the toughness. I thought Illinois was a tougher team, really locked down defensively. And that's a great sign for this ball cl cl club moving forward. And you mentioned the rivalry. I mean, I want to know in your playing days, was this rivalry with Iowa where we see it right now? I think it's gotten a little bit more intense over the past couple of years. But what were games with Iowa like? To be honest, in my day, Iowa wasn't that great, especially my last few seasons. So that was that was a, a must-win game in terms of you got to get that victory. Okay, so now it's another level. I think you have some great characters in this game. When you think of Fran McCaffrey, Luca Garza, probably the National Player of the Year. What happened last year with a couple of the, the dust-ups between these two teams, national exposure for this game. So I love this rivalry. It's unfortunate they only have one game in the regular season. I'm hoping they play again because – Two great opponents, Kofi Coburn versus Luca Garza, Io DeSumo, Joe Weiskamp going, going back and forth. Great, great college basketball matchup. Yeah, you aren't the only one hoping that they, we see them again in the Big Ten tournament because uh, that game was just a lot of fun. Now, let's use that basketball brand of yours. That's why, why we're bringing you in. Let's break down a couple of plays. and We have a couple here for you. Let's take a closer look at uh, this first one with two and a half minutes to go. Illinois down one. Jacob Grandison hits a big three here. And what you saw most in this one, I hear, ball movement from Illinois. Well, I would play, they mix up their defense or playing a lot of zone in this one. So you got to get ball movement. You got to get player movement. And what I was really impressed with throughout this game, Andre Curbelo, eight assists. They weren't his typical flashy, get in the paint, behind the back, no look assist. But he had a number, look at this, right on the money. If that, if that pass is maybe caught up here, that might not be a make. And right in Jacob Grandis's shooter's pocket, big time shot from Jacob. Alana never relinquished that lead after that make. Yeah, and Illinois was down, uh, excuse me, one at this point, 72-71, so a lot of pressure to make that shot. Let's fast forward a little bit then later in the game as Iowa had a chance to tie it. It's 78-75 at this point, but good defense and rebounding from Kofi Coburn here. Trent Frazier with the good defense keeps Illinois on top. Tell me what you saw on this play. Well, Iowa's got two great three-point shooters, Luca Garza, Jordan Bohannon, getting them together in handoff or ball screen action. This is a tough play to defend. You know, if Kofi is helping too much on Bohannon, Garza can pick and pop for a three. Obviously, if you're not there with Bohannon, he's a great shooter. I thought what Trent Frazier did all game, he's, he really negated Jordan Bohannon, who's a very good player. He got into him, kind of blew up this play, didn't allow him to get free, and that's just a tough look. So great defense throughout, but this was a key, key possession got that rebound, sealed the win. We saw McCaffrey hit a three like that with good defense from Trent. Just one series earlier in the game, too, so really good defense from Trent staying on him. And let's continue with Trent, possibly his best game in an Illini uniform in a couple of seasons. He had it going on the offensive side with 24 points, had it going on the defensive side like we saw there. I mean, just how good is that for Illinois when you can have that kind of role player performance from a guy like Trent Frazier in a big game like this? It's huge. Okay, Trent Frazier, senior you need him to step up. He's been so good defensively, okay? And you gotta understand, every night out, he's got the, the marquee perimeter matchup. So he's going into a game thinking, I got Marcus Carr. 
Okay, I got Dwayne Washington in Ohio State. I have Jordan Bohannon can really get hot. That's where his focus is, okay, and that's his most important piece for this team. But if he can also be a great threat offensively, similar to him as a freshman or sophomore, just being a threat, being confident, being aggressive, he was terrific this game for 40 minutes, got out in transition, some easy buckets, that big, that rim kind of expands. Now you're feeling yourself, hit some big shots down the stretch as well. So Trent Frazier, in my mind, was the MVP for that game. Terrific game. I think it's key for him moving down the stretch that this Illini team can count on your senior to be consistent on both ends of the floor. A lot of people would have said Io DeSumo for MVP. You said Trent Frazier, but let's get into Io's game. 25 points, had a blazing start, which I think helped the Illini break out of that cold start streak that we've seen so many times throughout the season. So how important was that from Io to really get on the gas early and uh, take it to Iowa very early in the game? You said it. If I've had one maybe argument with Io DeSumo is assert yourself early. He's been so good this season, but a lot, a lot of times he allows the game to kind of come to him, feel the game out. Illinois had some slow starts, so it was key here, marquee matchup for him to come out and exert that, hey, I'm the best player on this floor. And he got out in transition, got to the basket, hit a three in transition. That's where Io's at his best. If he can get out in transition, he was terrific, especially that first half, electric in the open court. Well, let's talk one more individual performance for the Illini. Jacob Grandison gets his second start of his Illini career and this season has a double-double, his first one in the orange and blue. And we saw him hit that three there late in the game. He had a really good game for the Illini. Again, one of those role players. He didn't have 24 like Trent, but having a solid game like that uh, from a guy like Jacob Grandison, who is just starting to kind of uh, find his footing with the Illini, is probably going to be important for them moving forward, would you say? Jacob Grandison, double-double, is big time for the Illini. You know, here's a guy that I think the most minutes he's played this season was 17 minutes in the season opener, plays 30 minutes. That says a lot to, one, just being in shape. That's not easy when you're not used to playing that, that many minutes and also just mentally to be ready, to be prepared. There were games that he didn't play at all. So big, big kudos to Jacob Grandison on both ends of the floor. The thing with him is he's in the right place. Here's an experienced player. He's played a lot of college basketball. He's in the right space on both ends of the floor. Gets deflections, gets, de gets rebounds on the defensive end. He can spread the floor, space the floor, good passer as well. You, we saw that big three he hit. That's key with him. A role player that knows his role and willing to star in his role in the right place at the right time. He was terrific. Now let me throw a curveball at you. We didn't talk this bef before setting up for this, but would you start Jacob Grandison or DeMonte Williams going forward? Well, I think you have to start Jacob Grandison. And DeMonte's been terrific his whole career, especially this year. The way he's shooting the ball has been fantastic. But I think Jacob Grandison brings a little bit more length, okay, to that wing, that four position, which is needed for Illinois. He's rebounding the ball. He brings some of the same intangibles that DeMonte Williams does. But this team will need DeMonte to stay ready, okay, to keep, to be confident shooting that ball, to bring that, uh, that dog on the defensive end that DeMonte Williams brings. So they're both going to be key pieces down the stretch. But I, I would continue starting Jacob Grandison. Devontae Williams, I think, is the definition of a team player. He's going to perform no matter if he's starting or if he's coming off the bench. Right? That's enough for Illinois individual performances. Let's talk a little bit about Iowa's best player. We talked about Luca Garza and how good he is, probably the national player of the year in college basketball. But he had an off night. And I want to know from you, Trent, is that because of the Illini defense or was it just an off night for Garza? I'll be honest, Andy. I was a little worried the first few minutes of the game. Luca Garza scored eight points, and it was so easy. I thought, oh, man, this guy's going for 50 tonight. But after that, Illinois really tightened up. I thought both 
Kofi Colborn and Georgie Bashanasvili. He struggled on the offensive end, but he was really good defensively against Luka Garza. They, they battled him. They didn't get, give him anything easy. And then on the other end, on offense, we went at at Luka Garza. And that's what you need to do with a great player. You can't let them relax on the defensive end. I thought Kofi really kind of established himself, say, hey, I'm, hey, I'm here too. You have to account for me too, Luka Garza. And Kofi made some terrific moves, got him in foul trouble. That's a key as well. Put the best player on the bench. <laughs> you do that, that's a pretty good, uh, you know, you have a pretty good chance for success. And when you saw him get into foul trouble, did you kind of see maybe where this game was going at that point? I assume the team would have thought the same thing when he goes out late in the first half. There's no doubt that best player on the other team goes to the bench. That gives you a little energy for, for your team. Now, Jack Nunji, the backup center on Iowa, gave them some really good minutes. But, again, I, I thought the biggest thing was Illinois' toughness on the defensive end, especially down the stretch. And throughout the game, they controlled the pace of the game. I think they controlled the rhythm. They dictated, you know, okay, we want to play fast. We're going to push the ball. We need to slow it down, run our offense. They were the more physical team on defense. So I thought that was the key. Luca Garza, no Luca Garza. You can't always count on the referees, maybe, but Illinois dictated the pace of that game offensively and just was very tough on defense. You could argue that Illinois is out of the Big Ten title race with a loss in this game, but a win jumps them up in a second, especially with a Wisconsin loss to Penn State on Saturday. They're a game and a half behind Michigan, who's off because of a COVID break as we record this. So, Trent, where does Illinois sit right now in the Big Ten standings? They're halfway through a Big Ten season, 10 games played. That's if they get them all in, especially the ones that have already been postponed. But what are the chances of the Illini right now after this win? Illinois is in a great place, especially considering you lose two games at home. Mm -hmm. okay, two games that you're supposed to win, and it's, it's still a long season. We'll see if they play 10 more games or only the eight. The key for this team is just to continue improving, establishing that identity. I think they can be a bit tougher, which, which they proved here Friday night. If they do that, they're very much going to be in the race for this title, uh, for the Big Ten title. It's going to be, I'm really intrigued how Michigan responds to their hiatus. How do they come back? It could be against Illinois here in a couple weeks, their first game back. What do they look like? But you can expect for all these teams to have some up and downs. Okay, it's a long season. It's a, it's a strange season. Hey, these are young kids. They're not going to play their A game every night out. So the team that's the most consistent, you know, is going to be there at the end. And Illinois... You know, they're rounding into form here, getting into February. That's a great sign for this ball club. Big Ten is a dogfight this year. Now, assuming that every team plays 20 games, how many losses does the Big Ten champion have this year, do you think? That's a great question. I'm maybe thinking five or six losses. Okay, I don't think it's going to be too many. You think Michigan only has one loss right That's now. That's right. So I don't know if it's creeping above five. Illinois with three losses right now. They got the work cut out for them, but I like the way they're playing. And I think if they can establish themselves as a bit tougher, They've lost to some teams that I thought brought more physicality, were more aggressive. If they can bring that to, the, to, the, to every game out, you have Kofi Coburn, you have Io DeSumo, oftentimes the two best players on the floor. Illinois can not only hang with anybody, they can beat anybody. You do that consistently, they have a great chance of winning the Big Ten title. All right. Penn State, or excuse me, Indiana and Wisconsin this week for Illinois. That is Tuesday and Saturday. We'll see you next Sunday, Trent. Hopefully a couple of wins to talk about as well. Big, big week for the Illini. Be fun to watch. That's right. Thanks, Trent.